0: tenants on their land. Um, That's what I read. Um, You always have to check these things out carefully. Um, Yeah, I wonder where these drummers are. They were all supposed to show up at four o'clock, but you know, it's rainbow time. I hope you guys don't mind me talking. Uh, (laughs) I I still don't know how to put on music, and, and there was a concern about that when I first got here. In fact, I could just check and see what's still on, if I really want to put on music. But pretty soon, I'm going to make a playlist of uh, the songs that I want to share and, and talk about also, um, and, and talk about what they mean. And, and, and I pick songs apart, too. I look at the words, uh, b- both the good ones and the real bad ones. I, I study uh, how uh, you know financial corporate entities try to tweak our brains make us think we're no good and we're not that smart and other people are no good.
1: country. my love. pays me I care for a lovely old mother-in-law she's 87 and cranky husband's home with the feverish cold run for the tea and the hankies the hot water bottle the telly the paper and now the kids have it it must be contagious and now I'm the family medical staff but where the hell are me wages if wives and mothers all took to their heels, you'd soon be needing an army. And paying them all their union wages, I bet it would drive you barmy. All eyes and ears, all hands and feet, my sign is Germany. should have been two of me. I do the work of a dozen a day, but where are the wages due to me? With wages so low, prices so high, Budgeting must be meticulous. The hours I spend in looking for bargains and cooking them is really ridiculous. And though my man's doing all that he can, what he brings home isn't making it's meat. And I'll have to go out for a wage myself if the family's going to keep eating. Get the grub on the table Beds need making, the dishes need washing It's everything done on the double Drop the kids off at their school and run from me bus Don't you think it's outrageous Had more than enough with me labor of love Now I'm doing another for wages Me boss is as good as the boss can be But the office is just like a nursery
2: Smooth in his life So this is Christmas And what have you
3: So this is
4: pretty sure you can help me with.
5: Okay, welcome, Mutiny fans. This is the B, and you're tuned to Mutiny Radio. Specifically, you're tuned to Labor and Love, <clears throat> our Labor and Love show, and we had our normal glitch at the beginning of the show, but this time it wasn't so serious. Um, and we played... A nice mix set there. We started with Peggy Seeger. I had wanted to play Peggy Seeger's Where's My Wages uh, last week. And it was still on my uh, playlist, so I, I played it. In the meantime, we played Emmylou uh, Harris' beautiful version of Light in the Stable. And... Hank Ballard and the Midnighters with Santa Claus is coming to town. And before that, we had John Lennon. <clears throat> so this is Christmas. The war is over. The war is over, huh? That's a nice, that's a nice sentiment whenever we can play it, whenever it works. The war is over. This is the B, and you're tuned to Mutiny Radio where we tell you how it is if one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. If you don't have a seat at the table, the negotiating table that is, where you work, you're on the menu. And never, but never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. And when I say labor, I mean you. That's you. So this is Christmas, day before Christmas. And Christmas, of course, is <clears throat> about redemption, about new starts, about the end of that old year. And the deep freeze, the cold that kills off everything. So there's room for the arrival of spring. So today we're gonna do a few Christmas things. We're gonna play a bunch of Christmas music, that's for sure. We're gonna talk about Labor Notes' version of what happened last year to the labor movement. Was it a good year? Was it a bad year? It was certainly a busy year with some very remarkable uh, organizing victories. Um, We're still tied up with a railroad strike, though. We'll go into that a little. Um, Labor history in two minutes. What happened to Elon Musk when Dave Chappelle got a hold of him? And let's see here. What else have we got? We've got a story. Many years ago when I was teaching, I wrote a story about called Santa the Bum, and I hope you like it. It's about redemption and a man who is hired to play Santa Claus for a little children's party. But of course, it's not that simple. Um, a trip back into his past. We're going to read the Union 411, what kind of things you should be buying to support the union movement in your neighborhood, in your city. And we'll have our normal labor history in two. Of course, it's hard when you're sort of reporting on tragedies that happen, and in Michigan there was a tragedy by Italian American uh, workers. Now yeah, we'll get to that. Hope you're doing well today. And don't let don't let all the hustle and bustle and the, the problems. I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to buy this, I got to buy that. Don't let that get you. Don't let that get you. That's capitalism at work on you. um, That's something that we've got to temper. When you look around and you see your list and it's not filled up and you're trying to do what you need to do, you become... The fuse that busts, okay? You take it all on yourself. So, kick back and relax every chance you get. Okay, let's see. What have we got here? Well, I wanted to start with radio labor. There's a shortened version today. The radio labor staff is on vacation. But they did leave a feature called Make Amazon Pay. The coalition of unions and NGOs called Make Amazon Pay has called for a day of action. What's going to happen to Amazon? Let's listen up.
6: This is Solidarity News on Radio Labor.
7: Hello, I'm Mark Polanco. Amazon needs to become a good corporate actor in our economies and our societies.
8: That is Nick Rudikoff, the Campaigns Director for Uni Global Union. Uni is a federation of unions around the world. It represents some 20 million workers in 150 countries. Uni is at the forefront of a campaign called Make Amazon Pay. The campaign has called for a day of action to be held on November 25th, 2022. November 25th is what's become known as Black Friday, a day which Amazon uses as a major sales day. I asked Mr. Rudikoff to describe the Make Amazon Pay campaign and who is involved in it.
7: Make Amazon Pay is a campaign that launched almost three years ago, brought together by Uni Global Union and Progressive International. We're a coalition of unions, civil society organizations, NGOs, and activists united to hold Amazon accountable.
8: Why is the day of protest being held, and how many countries are involved?
7: We're expecting actions in more than 30 countries around the world. We're holding the Global Day of Action on Black Friday, which has become a symbol of, uh, shopping and consumerism is one of Amazon's biggest days of the year. We're coming together because Amazon is squeezing too much from workers, from our communities and from the planet. And that during this time of crisis, it's important for workers and communities to come together and hold Amazon accountable.
8: What is Amazon doing that you are objecting to?
7: Amazon's bad in a lot of different ways. So it's hard to give you just a couple of reasons. But first and foremost, as trade unions, Amazon is viciously anti-union in the United States. And in fact, in North America, it engages in in really, really uh, awful union busting. But that kind of behavior isn't limited to the United States and Canada. In fact, Amazon takes an anti-union position all over the world and only deals with unions when it's forced to by law. But our coalition isn't just about fighting for workers, although workers are at the center of our coalition. We're upset about Amazon's tax avoidance, which leaves our governments and society starved of the funds they need to deal with the many crises we face. We're frustrated by the impacts that Amazon has on our high streets, our main streets, and, and brick and mortar businesses. And the way Amazon engages in, let's say, Data warfare against workers and consumers, trapping untold amounts of data to track us all around the internet and sell us stuff that we often don't need.
8: What is it that you want
7: Amazon to do? Amazon needs to become a good corporate actor in our economies and our societies. It needs to quit busting unions, it needs to pay taxes, it needs to pay workers fairly, it has to really account for its climate impacts in a serious way not just window dressing and it needs to stop engaging in the kind of monopolistic business practices that harm responsible employers around the world
8: uni is a global union federation why is uni involved in this amazon campaign
7: uni has been a central pole in amazon worker organizing for nearly a decade the sectors that we represent we're the global union for the services and skills sectors so that includes Commerce, the IT sector, call centers, healthcare, finance, and post and logistics. So we see Amazon having multiple negative impacts on our sectors around the world, and Amazon's growth in these sectors ultimately impacts workers and employers negatively. So we're fighting against Amazon's abuse of its own workforce, as well as the negative impact that Amazon brings to workers on the whole. How
8: can unions and their members around the world help the campaign? And where do they get more information?
7: Folks should go to www.makeamazonpay.com. On the website, you can learn about actions that are taking place in your community or organize your own action. A full digital toolkit is available there as well as more information. Coalition and our demands. So we're encouraging all folks, all your listeners, to get involved by visiting www.makeamazonpay.com and joining the site. It's a righteous cause to bring together workers and NGOs and unions all around the world.
5: Uh, there's a worthy cause. MakeAmazonPay.com. labor taking a rest the of January. Radio labor is our worldwide labor connection, <clears throat> and I want to play something here. Just a beautiful piece, it's called A Nurse's Lullaby and I played it before, but with the return of COVID and the uh, onset of the flu season, our health workers are again being badly overworked. Let's see if we can.
6: This is Solidarity News on Radio Labour.
8: Hello, I'm Mark Belanger. Picture this. You're in the hospital with COVID-19. Your family is not allowed to visit. And you are not sure you will live through the night. There's only you and a night shift nurse. Here from the Labour CD Fallen Heroes Songs for Essential Workers is a nurse's lullaby.
6: your eyes time to sleep now you have someone to call And there's two kids
8: Nurse's Lullaby was written by Timothy Sheard and sung by Tracy Garrison Feinberg and Jacob
5: Okay, that's uh That's our labor notes for today. <clears throat> Beautiful song. We played it when the pandemic was at its height. <clears throat> So many people we call essential workers and then underpay them. Okay, this is the B and you're listening to Labor and Love. And I wanted to get into some of our credos. Credos are things we we believe in on this show. Pity the nation, Lawrence Ferlinghetti, who passed just in the last couple of years, I think. Pity the nation whose people are sheep and whose shepherds mislead them. Pity the nation whose leaders are liars, whose sages are silent, and whose bigots haunt the airwaves. Pity the nation that raises not its voice except to praise conquerors and acclaim the bully as hero and aims to rule the world by force and by torture pity the nation that knows no other language but its own and no other culture but its own Pity the nation whose breath is money and sleeps the sleep of the too well fed. Pity the nation, oh, pity the people who allow their rights to erode. Freedoms. My country tears of thee, liberty. Here's Robert Reich, the former Secretary of Labor. On Intimate. Reich has turned into sort of uh, an academic um, go-to guy for arguments about the economy. He knows how it works, and he knows how it works against working people. So he says, this is your reminder that the richest 1% own half of the stock market. And the richest 10% own almost all of it, 92%. So when you hear people brag about the stock market, how well it's doing, he's not talking, they're not talking about the economy that 90% of us inhabit. Something to keep in mind Here's one by Utah Phillips, the redoubtable Utah Phillips, labor troubadour. Kids don't have a little brother working in the coal mine. They don't have a little sister coughing her lungs out in the looms of the big mill towns of the Northeast. Why? Because we organize. We broke the back of the sweatshops in this country. We have child labor laws. These are not benevolent gifts from enlightened management. They were fought for, they were bled for, they were died for by working people. People like us. Kids ought to know that. That's why I sing. That's why I tell these stories. no root, no fruit. Okay. Let's see. I'd like to play a couple more credos. We're getting Feliciano. Undocumented workers. Now, this is something that has been has been an issue before, but not in the same way. The U.S. historically has treated its immigrant people, uh, inviting them when we need them, like during World War II or in times where. Growers can't find enough workers who are willing to do the work. Work is incredibly difficult, incredibly skilled. You hear people talk about unskilled labor. There's nothing to it. I mean, there's a book that talks about you know how lettuce is harvested. It's incredibly, incredibly skilled to be very careful or you ruin the fruit. And then when we don't need them, we turn them into an issue and you hear these wackos saying, oh, there's an invasion going on, you know, they're going to invade our country, they're going to take over. Mr. Trump made that as one of his first statements when he, when the, Republican nomination for president about a Mexican a rapist criminal and he said maybe a few of them are good people what incredible incredible colonies. at any rate can I tell you a secret I don't even care if they're undocumented immigrants in Without social security numbers, they aren't privy to the welfare people claim they get. Mass, but the vast majority of them are normal people trying to live a better life. This whole wall, deport the illegals, BS, is just the 1% convincing the working poor to blame a subset of the working poor for the fact that they're all poor. Instead of realizing the... They're all in poor is due to the vast income inequality and resource price inflation combination age stagnation. Hello, we're poor because we don't get paid enough. Please use your brains, the existence of another poor person is not why you're poor. Because the people who control everything refuse to increase your wages. How's that? All uh, right. A couple more. So you're not into politics. where you go now. Bigotry, fascism. Always somebody who says, Well, I'm just not that in the politics. So you're just not that in the politics. Boss is, landlord is, your insurance company is. Every day they use their political power to keep your pay low, raise your rent, and deny you coverage what they're working for. It's time to get into politics. And finally, this beautiful quote from French writer George Sand, a woman who in order to get published had to take a man's name. Humanity is outraged in me and with me. We must not dissimulate nor try to forget this indignation, which is one of the most passionate forms of love. Social justice is love. Here we are at Christmas, and you look around and you see people shivering in the cold. In the richest country in the world, and How long does it take before we realize that capitalism, our capitalist system, produces poverty, needs poverty, needs to exploit workers of so the rich, can have prodigious wealth? I don't know. Let's listen up to Jose Feliciano.
3: Okay.
4: Doing? eating and reading
9: eating and reading yes
6: what's that
9: the christmas tree mom <laughs> did you see it last night when you came home i didn't see it last night it was dark and look at it who could see something like that But look at this skinny thing it's a beautiful morning i wake up i come into my living room and i see a large green thin vegetable i always told you guys everything in our house has to match everyone in here we're not tall, we're not thin. I want a big, fat-ass Christmas tree. Did you guys choose it? Chickies choose it. I sold yeah. my sister out pretty fast. Like, I didn't even think about it. I was just like, oh, those He's me. When my
10: mom calls me, me. in the tone of voice that she used, I said, oh gosh, hopefully that's a good yell.
9: Am I in trouble? Nija, you're 26 years old. Miha you should know what your mother likes. I do know what you like. We've talked about this, but I wanted a big, that Christmas tree. You said tall. You said tall, Mom. I, and I want a big, nice, tall one. Right, but look at this skinny thing. Are you guys just lazy and just no, the mom, first No, Mom, we were arguing over this. I thought, OK, Mom wants a tall tree. It's the tallest tree that they had on the lot. Pues sí, mija, pero está ñengo It's like it wasn't fat. My mom clearly stated, I want a tall tree. She never said fat. Okay, let's just let's just keep an open mind. If okay, after we it needs love. We can't discriminate. The door is open, not the mind. The door is gonna be open. You're gonna take it back Mommy. out and take it back to these stingy people. They don't feed their Christmas trees and mother. these preservatives the are or, or, look. or short. They look like me. Can't we have Every to...
2: so often you should just try to listen to them. I told them. You I told me? them. I told them. I told this them. This is
9: the this is the child And exactly. This is a child that actually knows his mother. Look at this, have Imagine this on Christmas it's Day. It's not about You mom. can't even hang anything on yes, it. It's going to fall.
6: We can put the gifts inside of it.
9: No, imagine if we get big um, ornaments, right? And we put them here and it'll be filled with love. Excuse. We're giving it our love. And then we're it's like it it's like you home. got ornaments yes, and you Jesus, just placed a tree on it. There was a time when we lived in Compton, we had an itsy bitsy tree. That's what we could afford. Right now, you can actually go and get a big, huge tree well, she, this with lots of beautiful a ornaments. How much was this tree? Chico? She was four hundred dollars. What the? But f- she's beautiful and she's tall and skinny and she's just unlike herself. She needs she love. She we are she's beautiful skinny. and voluptuous. We're beautiful and voluptuous people, and that's a type of tree that I want. I want it wider, like like our hips. What bothered me most about this tree is that it's like so tall and thin, unlike our family. It just doesn't mix well with our family. This is a Paris Hilton tree. Go find like, um, what's that comedian lady
11: that I like a lot?
9: Monique. Well, yeah. Go get me Monique. You know, nice, juicy thick. That's what goes with me.
5: Okay, that was Jenny Rivera. Denny Rivera and um, her family argue, arguing about the Christmas tree. Let's see if we can find El Arbo de Navidad.
1: Um, if you think of your husband, it won't be for long with me, fall I had eat. Right, fall, did I, had dying? Well, six months was over and nine coming on. That very same night, her old husband come home. Well, he put his arms round her for to give her a kiss. He says, Me dear wife, you are thick round the waist. Ah, tis nothing but fatness. This lady, she cried, Would you have me so thin as when I was your bride with me, fall, I, Abby? Right, folded, did I had he dying. dying? But when supper was over, they went to the hall. She fell in a faint, and she gave a loud call. Oh, the colic, the colic, the colic, she cried. I'm so sick with the colic, I surely will die with me. fall did I had he.
0: Right, folded, I had dying.
3: dying?
1: Well, they called for the cook, but the cook gave a groan. I'm so sick with colic, I cannot come down. So they called for the housemaid and young Jenny Bell. But you see, they was in bed with a colic as well. With their fall, did I addy?
3: Right fall, fall, did I
1: I, 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 addy, dying. Instead, they called for the doctor, and when did he come? herself was delivered of a handsome young son and the cook and the housemaid both brought forth the same. Then young Jenny Bell well, she ended that game with her fall fall-i-dye-dye-dye. I right, Well, says the sea captain you've had a fine year. I think twould have been better if I had stayed here, but now tell me me dears and tell me if you can. All these four colleagues belong to one man with his fall, I had he
3: Right fall, I had.
1: Dear sir, it is but for myself I can say It was the young squire who led me astray Yes, it was our young neighbor who did me beguile And I hope twas his servants got my maids a child with their fall, and I had Right
5: fall, die, die, die. Peggy Seeger with, not a Christmas song, although, although a song about, about the young child being born. Here's Arbol de Navidad.
3: Un
4: aplauso para para estes pequerechos e pequerechas de educación infantil que seguro vos farán reír.
5: here's the uh, Christmas song to end all Christmas songs. An ad for uh boots. Santa baby.
11: night
5: George Thurgood and the Destroyers <coughs> with uh, Rock and Roll Christmas. We've got Eartha Kitt with Christmas song, to End All Christmas Songs. Hurry Down the Chimney Tonight, Santa Baby. We've got Jenny Rivera and her family talking about the tree and how she wants a voluptuous tree. A little tall, skinny tree. <laughs> And we had a group of children, looked like about second grade, six or seven years old, singing Arbol de Navidad. Right now it's time for our Christmas story. And it's entitled, Santa the Bum. Chapter One, Luis and Arturo. One very cold night. Two homeless men were standing by a garbage can under the freeway in Guadalajara, second biggest city. If I were you and I had the chance, I'd go to Guadalajara and visit. Wonderful place. They had made a fire in the garbage can Using old newspapers and other trash, but since everything was wet from the rain the day before, the fire was not burning very well. The men were shaking and shivering, and their teeth clattered because it was so cold. It was two days before Christmas, and all the stores were decorated with red and green. The face of Santa Claus was everywhere. There were reindeer and Christmas trees in every window. Men's words made steam in the air as they talked. One of them, Raul, was waving his hands and telling something to his friend, a tall, shabby, quiet man, named Luis. So this woman, this rich woman comes up to me and she says, do I want to make 5,000 pesos and do a favor for some kids? said she would hire me to be Santa Claus for her kids. Me, Santa Claus. <laughs> Can you believe it? Hey, Luis, are you listening? Luis only stared into the fire and said quietly, are you going to do it? Am I? Am I going to do it? Hey. I'm gonna do it. 5,000 5, pesos. I'd rather be the—I'd be the president himself for five thousand pesos. I'm gonna be there at four o'clock tomorrow, on Christmas Eve. So remind me. They have a suit and everything. The butler's gonna meet me and tell me what to do. Luis almost smiled, but it was not a happy smile were clattering and chattering. He wore an old overcoat and some worn out shoes. He had not shaved or washed himself in days. All he could really think about was getting a bottle of wine to drink and keeping warm by the fire. He tried to lean over into it, get closer he himself had a little job at a cantina washing dishes and glasses. But it was only for Christmas time and didn't pay any money at all. At least he got to eat there. The cantina is having a party tomorrow. We can eat there. He didn't drink all we want. But his friend Arturo had not even heard him. He was still talking about it. Have a Santa suit and everything. 118 Independencia Street out in Bugambillas, 4 o'clock. A rich, di- a rich district, mano. 5,000 pesos. That night, two men camped under some trees in a small park near Cabanas, a beautiful old orphanage building in Guadalajara. They had found some good tomatoes in a garbage can outside the great market of San Juan de Dios. So they did have something. To eat. But because it was very cold, they did not sleep much. The next day was the day before Christmas. They stood outside the cantina, tired and still shivering in the cold until the door opened and the party began. Ah, and what a Party! There were lots of sweet tamales and quesadillas. Everyone drank a lot of beer and listened to the mariachis. One time Luis looked at the clock. It was already 2.30. He looked around for Arturo. Hey, he yelled, where's Arturo? He has a job. Arturo has a job. He went all around the cantina looking for his friend, but no one knew where he was mariachis blasted away so it was hard to hear anything and everyone was offering him a drink. After a while he found Arturo who was so drunk he had fallen down under the table. He grabbed Arturo by the shoulders and shook him. Arturo, Arturo, wake up. You got that job to do at four o'clock. You're supposed to be Santa. Arturo didn't hear him. He had fallen fast asleep. Wake up. What about the job? What about the 5,000 pesos? He said out loud. Then people turned to look at him. Luis shook Arturo again and again, but his friend did not wake up. He thought about all that money. Treasure to him. Well, if Arturo wouldn't do it, he, Luis, sure would. Hey, he yelled. Anyone going near Bugambilias? The taxi driver said he had to go out to the airport, in a while, which was on the way. He to drop Luis off. Then Luis went to the bathroom and looked at himself in the mirror. Even worse than he thought. Untime Dresser. <laughs> Look at me now. His hair was dirty and stringy. He had not shaved for many days. A big cut on his chin and his eyes were all red from drinking. Too much beer and wine. Not sleeping. He kept smelling something bad and suddenly he realized Using the sink in the bathroom of the bar, he washed his face and hands. The owner of the bar loaned him a shirt and gave him a razor so he could shave. When he looked at himself in the mirror again, he looked a lot better. The overcoat, which he still had on from, from the time when he was a lawyer, still looked pretty good. Finally, he washed his hair in the sink and dried it with paper towels and combed his hair for the first time in the Ready as he was going to get. Chapter 3. House in Bugambilias. Bugambilias is a well-to-do neighborhood outside of Guadalajara. It is named for the brightly colored flowers that grow all around it. First thing you see is a giant bull, billboard with a smiling face that says, Welcome to Bugambillas." The taxi driver left Luis off on the highway and he stood for a moment and stared at the sun. He didn't think so. But the sun was out and it was good to be warm and walking. It felt as if he had been cold for weeks. A couple of blocks from the entrance, there was a shopping center called Plaza Bugambilias. He walked toward along the row of shops. Everywhere there were Christmas decorations and pictures of Santa Claus, his reindeer, and his elves. Christmas songs were playing through the overhead speakers. As he walked along, some people looked at him strangely. And a policeman stopped and asked him who he was and where he was going. My name is Luis Roman Ramirez. I have an appointment at Let me see your identification. stared at him, nodding, yeah, I thought so. Just then, talking sounds came out of the police radio. The policeman went to his car, talked for a moment on the microphone. All right, he said into the microphone, I'll be right there. Don't get in any trouble, the policeman said, or I'll throw you in the drunk tank. He knew about policemen. He'd been in the drunk tank before, too. He walked on. People seemed to be in a big hurry. <clears throat> they were rushing to buy gifts, to do their errands, to get to a store, to get home. I remember how it felt to have money, to buy gifts. Just ahead of him, a well-dressed woman was walking with a little boy. who was crying and pulling. At him. Mama, Mama, buy me something. Buy me something. He stopped and said, what do you want me to buy you? Anything, the little boy cried. That made Luis laugh a little. He hadn't laughed for weeks. Some people who worked at Gigantes' Gigantes store told him where Hortemok Street was. He found it a few minutes later. It was a very large white house, a mansion, really, with a high wall around it. Pushed a button at the gate and said into the microphone that he'd come about the Santa job. garden of roses up to the house. Police had been in many rich houses before when he was a lawyer. But this was one of the fanciest. He'd ever seen. Even a tennis court. Outside. Just the porch was almost as big as the park where he and He pulled on the bell rope and waited. man dressed in a black coat came to the door. And looked. Yes. Job. Job. I mean, you know, to be Santa Claus. We are supposed to be here an hour ago. I know, I'm sorry. Anyway, you came to the wrong door, the man. You have to go around to the. Back. Oh. Sorry. The butler, and that was his man, went to a path around the side of the house. Got around to the back door, the butler. On there. Chapter Four, Mrs. Montoya. Come in, he said. The kitchen down there. The kitchen was huge. Pots and pans hanging from hooks in the ceiling, and two stoves against the wall. As he looked around, Luis. Noticed a bright red Santa Claus by the doorway. A middle aged woman in a white apron and dress was sitting at a long table eating dinner. This is Mari, the said. She's the cook here. looked Hook, at Louise, smiled. It is a pleasure to meet you, he said. My name is Luis. One time politely almost all the time. he almost forgotten it. The butler held out his hand and Luis shook it. The butler said, "And I am Herman. Did Mrs. Montoya explain anything to you? No, said Luis. He was nervous. He was shaking. He wanted a big drink of wine. The child is a girl who is five years old. Montoya loves her very much. Mrs. Montoya will be here in a minute to explain it all to you. The woman went on eating. The butler busied himself with shining some shade. Just to say something, Louise told him, "Looks like they have a lot of money." Yes, they do," the woman answered. "Mr. Montoya is the owner of a bank." Right," said the cook. He is very rich, but that's all. If you know what I mean. Butler made a face, but did not Just then, the door opened, and a tall, good-looking woman came into the kitchen. She said hello and to the cook and the butler. The woman looked. At him. Are you going to be our Santa Claus? You're not the man I talked to. I looked at him closely. He had short black hair and large He Reminded him of something. No, said Luis, he could not come, so I came dead. looked at the woman again, like he knew. She knew him, too. Luis, she cried. Is that you, Luis? Cook and the butler turned from one of them to the other. Oh, my God. Juana. Juana. You are Mrs. Okay, so that's part one of Santa the Bum. We'll finish it next week. So far now he's been hired to play sin and he realizes that he knows the rich woman wife of the man More next we both We got to take time at Christmas as well and realize the thousands of people, the tens of thousands of people who are homeless. Christmas time for a lot of us is a happy time, but it's also a cold time. For the homeless, it's not a happy time, but it is a cold time. Here's a Merle Haggard. Little. All the good wishes and happiness of the time. There's another reality.
12: If we make it through December Everything's gonna be alright, I know it's the coldest time of winter and i shiver when i see the falling snow if we make it through december got plans to be in a warmer town come summertime maybe even california If we make it through December we'll be fine Got laid off down at the factory And their timing's not the greatest in the world Heaven knows I've been working hard Wanted Christmas to be right for daddy's girl. I don't mean to hate December It's meant to be the happy time of year And my little girl don't understand Why daddy can't afford no Christmas here If we make it through December Everything's gonna be all right, I know It's the coldest time of winter And I shiver when I see the falling snow If we make it through December Got plans to be in a warmer town come summertime Maybe even California If we make it through December we'll be fine
13: Uh, Dave Chappelle, uh, was in San Francisco for a couple of shows. Uh, Dave often rolls up to San Francisco and bumps a bunch of club comics and then sells out that club. (laughs) Um, I'm from the
14: Bay. He used to do that a lot. I remember.
13: Oh, he does it. Yes. Same. And I remember as well. There's a lot of... uh, I I don't know why he wants to try out all his like transphobic material on um, ostensibly a very pro-LGBTQ plus community. I mean, at least it once was. Uh, but whatever, that's neither here nor there. Um, There he is, selling out shows. And he decided to bring on stage for just a little, hey, what's up? A good Mm. friend of his, actually, someone who he's been pictured with before, someone who he did not bring up to mock or make fun of. He brought up as a show of, um, look who I roll with and look who my friends are, Um, and that is Mr. Elon Musk, uh, the, let me get you in here, the, of course, as he introduced him, richest man in the world. Take a look at what happened when he brought Elon on stage. (laughs) Make make some
15: noise for the richest man in the world.
13: The richest man in the world. Elon raises his arms and listen.
3: Lots of boos.
13: And then one guy who's just kind of clapping (laughs) Right <laughs> near the camera.
0: This was so beautiful.
13: So it gets clearly awkward. E- they don't even know what to say. Like my question is, what was the bit? And we could talk like what was what was supposed to happen? Because they're just kind of meandering. They don't know what to say.
7: Cheers and booze, I
15: Elon.
13: blues still awkward controversially
15: weren't expecting this lawyer oh, no! I feel like some of the people you fired are in the audience
13: <laughs> that gets a laugh so it sounds like some of the people you fired are in the audience which definitely hey
15: wait a minute.
13: So it goes on. I won't play anymore. But he says all of those who are booing. I'm just pointing it out. Have terrible seats. In other words, and then he says they're they're all up there. In other words, you guys are poor. You're you you paid for my show, but you didn't have enough money to get a good seat, and now you're mad at Elon. But because of course, and it's just like the layers of, like, elitism is yeah. so insane. It continued a little bit. I'm just going to show you that, you know, Elon um, Elon says, Dave, what should I say? Uh, Musk says, clearly desperate and getting embarrassed at the roar of booing. Uh, Chappelle said, don't say nothing. It'll only spoil the moment. Do you hear that sound, Elon? That's the sound of pending civil unrest. I can't wait to see what store you decimate next, motherfucker. You shut the fuck up. Uh, and then he, Chappelle started yelling and defending. That that sounds like he was making fun of Elon, but he was actually sort of telling people to shut up. Um, the mood in the stadium definitely changed when Chappelle started to to get hostile in defense of Musk. I wish everyone in this auditorium peace and the joy of feeling free, Chappelle said, which is a weird thing to say, and your pursuit of happiness, amen. Um, he was making, he would j- say jokes about, he was like talking about, um uh, Mars and going to space. Um, Elon says, Thanks for having me up on stage. Um, but ev- as for the laughs, laughs for Chappelle's jokes would get drowned out by the booze anytime Musk tried to talk. And the comedian said the people could boo all they want because Musk had given him a jetpack last Christmas. But every single time Musk began to speak, the crowd started booing again, much to the frustration of Musk. And Musk himself on Twitter addressed it, said, I'm used to being booed, uh, but usually online, not in person. Oh. This awkward exchange also ended with Musk yelling, I'm rich, bitch, which is uh, the slogan for the Chappelle show, at least for his production company. It was so cringe. And I, I think that it was overused. But my God, you could just relish. I could feel the cringe oozing just from playing that. Um, And it's like, yeah, man, what are you doing? It's bad enough that that everything comes out of Chappelle's mouth. People will just lap that shit up. Doesn't matter who he throws under the bus. Doesn't matter how transphobic it is. (laughs) They lap it up because they're told Chappelle equals best comedian who ever lived. And so I'm going to pay... $200 $200 to go to, to the show and I'm going to laugh at anything. But Elon? Elon's a little bit of a bridge too far.
14: The rich are their own tribe. And I think that was a very powerful reminder for everyone. People forget that. You know, George Carlin, God bless him if he was still alive, he said, it's a big club and you ain't in it. And we ain't in Dave Chappelle's club. Dave Chappelle yeah. is a rich man. And Dave Chappelle is a comedian who I followed his entire career. Uh, I think he's brilliant. The problem with Dave Chappelle though, and when I'm worried about him Is that once you get to a specific place like elon where you're rich and powerful you need a safe space and they have a safe space surrounded by psychophants and yes men who applaud and laugh at everything they do and then they are told that they're the greatest people on earth and once they leave that safe space and then encounter the majority then they get oh i don't know a democratic response where people use their free speech to tell them how they really feel and then they go back to their safe space and punch down Elon musted it on Twitter, like you said. Like he, he's he clearly was rattled. He was not expecting that. Yeah, and I think Dave, because he's so used to this type of adulation, you know.
13: Same thing. Like... And the and the last thing I'll say is that it's so funny because when Dave walked away from fifty million dollars from Comedy Central, he walked away because he felt himself. He said. He felt himself being surrounded by yes-men, by sycophants. He didn't know whether people actually thought he was funny or if they were just sort of laughing at him for the sake of it. He didn't know who the joke was for or on, and he had to, get like, go get his mind right. And let me just say, he's been needing another trip for a while now um, because the guy is so out of touch with mm. reality.
14: <sighs>
13: he's laughing he... at us
14: now, to be honest. They're all laughing yeah. at us.
13: What's going on, Frantifa? If you haven't already, subscribe to this channel right now. Hit that button. And also, you can become a patron and support the show.
5: Okay, so Dave Chappelle and uh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk is not going to get any very much applause in this area. After throwing so many people out of work. But like uh, Francesa and her interlocutor say, the rich are their own tribe. And George Carlin added, you ain't in it. This too is part of our Christmas holiday. So, 2022 in review. On Labor Notes... And Labor Notes says, harsh conditions, good surprises. Was it the pandemic? Was it new disasters from climate change? Was it the fact that employers are still begging for more workers? Whatever it was, workers were ready to throw down this year. In the face of inflation and short staffing, we demanded more money in our paychecks and more time for our lives outside of work. We organized, even exercised our strike muscles, and crucially, union members stood up to demand more from their unions and their leadership. Small shops are supposed to be nearly impossible to organize, yet it was just a year ago that Starbucks workers in Buffalo won their union followed by 266 other stores around the country. (coughs) That's 266, y'all. More than 7,000 workers. Lower than that breakneck pace, but passed by any other standard. The News Guild has organized 145 shops, another 7,000 workers in the past five years. Similarly, most organizers would say it's foolish to hold a National Labor Relations Board election with less than 60% of the workplace signing union author- authorization cards, some would say 70%. Organizers of the Amazon Labor Union unlocked that high number at their 8,000 workers Staten Island warehouse and decided to go for it. After they got the legally required minimum, 30%. Then Amazon corporate scrambling and sent huge shockwaves through corporate boardrooms when they won in April. Democratic reformers with their unions floored everyone, at least, not least the sleepwalking incumbents and the auto workers. Unite All Workers for Democracy Caucus, formed in 2019, has notched amazing wins in its short existence. Last December, UAWD activists won their one member, one vote campaign so that members could elect the top union officers. Not time for a runoff yet. Presidency goes to a runoff in January. Farmers are gearing up for what could be a tough last mile now that they've lost the elements. You may see more of this soon. Members of the 1.3 million strong food and commercial workers are also demanding more from their international union. The former centered in the group Essential Workers for a Democratic UFCW and will bring resolutions to their convention for April for coordinated bargaining and a $100 million investment in new organizing to counter low pay and fractured schedules. And it goes on and on. Massachusetts nurses approving a contract at St. Vincent's Hospital. Minneapolis teachers winning a substantial raise for lower-paid educational support professionals. May, teachers in Brookline, Massachusetts, after a one-day strike. One, Philadelphia Museum of Art Workers, after management had dragged its feet for two years, November, 48,000 academic workers in the University of California system kicked off the largest U.S. strike of the year. So, check out the, uh, the article on Labor Notes. It goes on. And in my own... My own idea is that the focus of a lot of these strikes and campaigns has moved kind of subtly away from mere bread and butter issues, to quality of life issues, the workers turning down what might assumed to be very lucrative contracts and offers. A quality of life, more time to spend with their families, more time to spend on their own. Railroad strike was all but settled, except that railway workers don't have any paid days, paid days off. That is unique. Entire Western world. Entire, let's say, developed world unique. Okay, well, let's see if I get home on Christmas.
3: If
16: I get home on Christmas day, I won't need soft words to say, I miss you and I can stay a while, you'll see it in my eyes and when I smile. If I d If I get home on Christmas Day
5: This is the B. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for Scott Walker. A very merry Christmas holiday. everybody. To everything. Everything to everybody. Signing off.
16: sing your country's anthem shout your lands on dying fame light the wondrous tale of nations with your people's golden name tell your father's noble story raise on high your country's sign john
0: They're caught up into it, and they're doing the best they can, and and um, we need them. We need their help to, to try to turn this thing around. There's got to be a way to turn around a lot of what's going on without hurting them, without them having to lose a step at their job or their home or with their car or, you know, with all their possessions. Their possessions are okay. It's it's some of the things that are being done by mandate because of liability laws where the corporation is mandated to make profit it's it gets sued if it doesn't you know follow the least possible possible way of making more money and, and that law whatever wherever that comes from that's got to be repealed that's a, a, a an evil you know talk about evil you know, what does God you know, I, I believe in I don't believe just believe in God. I know there's God. I know God is real. Uh people experience it themselves. They don't necessarily have to always read it about other people experiencing it a long time ago. Uh the the power of the sublime, the the opening of, of that that portal to to wisdom and light and, and, and understanding more and um miracles it's 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 there i i can say t- say that because i've i've experienced it myself and and i i talk to street kids and a lot of them have experienced it in all different kinds of ways once you know it's out there it has many ways of of expressing itself and and um you know i've decided to go ahead and talk about my religious experiences and, and that's pretty scary cuz you don't hear a lot of this out out there. A lot the kind of stuff i sometimes might talk about. Um, so, but you know, all I can do is tell the truth, and and um, I, I I'm I want to express that people are good. They're good. That that's the main message that I want to bring. That uh, this doctrine that people are evil that comes out of that Bible and many other religious books of all different kinds. It, it's it's holding us down. It's it's making humanity not believe that the kingdom can be within them and can be at hand. And and I do believe it can, because I've seen it with my own eyes. I really have. Right here on this earth, many times, uh, you know, almost daily, actually, when you really think about it. I mean... I've seen the kingdom of God real big at the rainbow gathering, for instance, where 20,000 people get together in the wilderness and eat together and they don't use money and they call each other brother and sister and they reject any leader that tries to get up and say they're gonna be the leader, you know, they just, it's just a thing that we do, you know, it's to gather in the wilderness and and get to know one another. And your eyebrows drop down, um, feeling heavy and tired. But you know, that love, Of course I've experienced it at the torso, that that miraculous love, that, that power.
16: And all of the muscles in your jaw have become loose and relaxed. And your tongue rests gently on the bottom of your
3: mouth.